Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, normally, I come in with something slick about I having a new guest, but today I don't have a new guest. I have some great guests on with me today. Laura and David, they are back to talk about their book, Everlong. And yes, they did talk about it previously on the show, but we didn't go in depth. It's getting closer to the release date. A lot has changed with them. And when I say a lot, I'm talking about social media presence. I'm talking about their appearance. They, uh, they've gone back in time and they're looking a little bit younger than what they did the last time I talked to them. Um, so many things have happened since then. So I will give the floor to Laura and David to reintroduce themselves to the audience and to tell what's going on. And then we'll get in depth with these questions. Hello, West Virginia on Commonplace. This is Laura. And I'm Dave. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, doing well. We're in the UK. We're still living in the same place, unfortunately, but hopefully that changes soon. And uh, yeah, we're so excited to be back on the show, aren't we? It's yeah, nice, great. Nice, it's great um, to be back on. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you. Okay, so um, I'm glad to have you guys back once again. And the great thing is, is that you all have so many ventures going on in life, but the book right now is the main focal point ever long. Laura, would you please explain to the audience uh, how this book got started? And what I mean by how it got started, like everyone sits down at some point and is like, I want to do something. I want to do this or that. Like I said, I wanted to do a podcast. So I sat down and I researched a little bit of information, but when did you just like sit down one day with a cup of coffee or whatever you drink and decide I want to write a book? You know, it's been something since I was in, I would say, secondary school that I'd always wanted to write a book and I never knew what I wanted to write about. And again, I never knew if I could. Um, I, I have dyslexia. It's no secret. I do have dyslexia. Um, I was told I had dyslexia in year six, so last year of primary school. Um, so I always wanted to do it and I didn't think I could. And then, you know, me and David got together. And it was something that we had a conversation about, wasn't it? It was, there's not many positive, um, you know, stories on age gap couples. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of stigma in movies and media in general. And I wanted to change that. And Dave said, well, do you know what? Why don't you write our love story? Why don't you tell the story of how we met and our ups and downs? And maybe we can help others, inspire others, show others couples that they're not alone. Um, you know, because we felt alone. We felt that we were the only like age gap couple around, you know, we didn't know anybody, did we? And it was, it was something that I always wanted to do. So when I decided to put pen to paper, that was it. I was like, right, I'm doing this. I'm going to write about our story. And I'm going to hopefully help others, you know, help others in the sense of feeling confident in their relationship, um, being able to cope with their mental health, um, you know, tips and tricks on on that, how to, you know, free resources. Um, yeah, it was just something that I always wanted to do. Okay, now Dave, um, I, I, I like you because you're the comedic relief here. Um, a simple Facebook friend re request, okay. And you guys start this love affair. Um, what age did you develop being a romantic? <laughs> <laughs> A romantic yes I just guess it's the how the other how your other partner makes you feel it's got a lot to do with it I mean if there's that certain starry eyed feeling coming like emitting from the other side the partner then I, I suppose 
that makes you behave in sort of ways. I don't know. It's a, it's a big mystery. Um, but maybe I have that in me anyway. I don't know. Uh, I would say that you're a very romantic person anyway. Um, not all the time. I would say, I would say <laughs> you're a very passionate person and you're very in touch with your feelings. And I, I've grown to sort of like, because uh, I'm now 50 plus, um, I don't feel it. But um, you meet a lot of people along your journey and, you know, you can be really ignorant, you know, you can be all sorts of like, um, you know, not being fair to other humans. But I suppose, um, I don't know if it's got anything to do with like, you know, I love animals and, and people tend to sort of treat their animals sort of like in a loving way. So why don't you treat humans in the same kind of way? Okay, yeah, the same manner. Okay, so I can see where you get that from. All right, so... And this is a question for both you guys, so y'all can answer however you want to, or you can do it together. <laughs> All right, so y'all, Dave gives you the a little bit of a concept for the book. You decide to put the book to pen and paper. How did you start the first page of this? And how did Dave react when you did the first page or typed it up? How did he react to that? Oh. The first page that you see now. Um, so the, the first page is a homage and not many people know this, um, but it's actually a homage to a Cinderella story, um, which is a movie that I watched as a, as a kid. Um, and it's one of those movies, you know, that's inspired by obviously Cinderella and it's inspired by, you know, finding your happily ever after. So I wanted to pay homage to that in the final copy, which is what you read now. However, when I first started writing the book, it looked nothing like that. Um, so the first page was very, I, I remember starting it almost in like a diary style. Um, and I wasn't 100% sure because I hadn't found my creative style yet. I hadn't written since like I was at school so years ago. Um, I hadn't written in between. So to, to try and find a style was a little bit tricky to start with. Um, you know, but you, you found, um, you said that I had potential, didn't you, to write yeah. something? Yeah, when she was feeling at a low point and when um, she didn't have much faith in what she was doing, Mm. Uh, that's when I first wrote maybe uh, uh, when I first read a, a chapter and then realized that she did have a really good style of writing uh, uh, you know uh, unique to her and um, so I just started bigging her up and trying to raise her faith in what she was doing so supportiveness really okay now you're in the middle of this book because like this is the thing like I always tell authors and content creators um you're out here you're writing a book and the steps that you're telling now are the steps that are going to help someone um achieve their goal of writing a book also and that's something we discuss always uh before we do a podcast and things like that so Laura when you got to the middle of this book we're talking about you got through a little bit of uh heartache and stuff because when you're writing stuff it's painful I, I can understand in some areas and it's great in some areas when you got to the middle of the book how did you feel about it and how did Dave uh give you critique on how the book was when it got towards the middle oh goodness you know when I got to the middle and it was like starting to talk more in touch with my feelings so it was like I almost had to relive my 
therapy, my depression, my anxiety, I almost had to relive it in my head and deal with that. And that was painful as itself. And then to try and word it, um, that was tricky because I didn't know how um, you know, in touch I wanted to go with my words and how I, I wanted to write it in a sense that I could not be insensitive to anybody um, because I know it's a sensitive topic. I wanted to be really like, you know, feeling to other to others that may read it. So I wanted to just take my time and write it. But there were so many times where I just thought I can't I can't write this. And I I, I nearly quit several times and I write did. writing it. And Dave was like, no, you, you can't give up. you got to keep going. You know, you can't just give up on like, because this was a dream to me. This is what I wanted to do. And he was like, no, you can't give up. you just got to keep going. But as you say, it was painful. It was very straining on my emotional span. Um, but I feel so much stronger in myself now that I've, I've done it. And I was very lucky to have, um, my mum introduced me to this lady called Jenny. And Jenny is a, she's a professional writer. She writes the Sammy Ramblers books. And, you know, she's a children's writer. So obviously okay. it's a completely different style to what I'm doing. But she was such a rock to me throughout this whole process, as well as Dave, because she was she was telling me how to, you know, how to um, paragraph properly, how to chapter properly, um, all about my KDP program, all about Amazon and Kindle and how I could you know, put it in a physical copy and eBooks and things. She was teaching me so much and all the behind the scenes stuff. And then Dave was helping me boost my writing style and, you know, be inspired by things and, you know, remember things as well, because this is a true story. So it's like, I get to relive memories too in my head, um, which is one of the most beautiful things I think for me throughout this whole process has just been oh do you remember you know this time and that time and just going back in time remembering the good times as well as the hard and that sort of got me through too was just going back and forth between writing different chapters and moments in our life okay now Dave whenever she's going through these creative processes and you're coming back home from work what type of music were you throwing on and one thing that I want to add in here is you have a special part in this book also that we'll get to in just a little bit, but you did something very special for this book also. Um, can you explain what you did for this book? What I did for the book? Yes, sir. <laughs> Loads. Where do we start? <laughs> what, what did I do to the book? Am I missing something? So, yes, we had a conversation earlier. You spoke about proofreading. Okay, well, music... Um... But the music first, what kind of music did you play to inspire her? Um, well, she's got her own music to inspire her when I'm away working. Obviously, she listens to Amy Winehouse and um, Janet Jackson. They're both brilliant in their own right. Yes. Um, um, if, if I came home from work, uh, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the truth, because... I was involved in the music scene and uh, came out of it. I, I really did go off of music, uh, you know, some types of music. Yes, sir. Especially the type that I was in, because it made me a bit anxious and angry. Okay. Um, so I've been listening to different types of music and I've actually been just recently going back and listening to stuff that I've I did hear a, a long time ago, but I never really got into as such. So um, 
I'm sort of like crazily listening to Frank Zappa and really got into Frank Zappa at the moment. Okay. Uh, they did a good documentary on him not too long ago. Yeah, that's for sure, for sure. And uh, Captain Beefheart Ooh. Uh, is, is another one. And his earlier stuff is just awesome. You know, blues inspired. Um, and also um, Public Image Limited, I've always loved and still love collecting and listening to their music and loads of different stuff really but um, I think the main one that inspired me that you showed me a light into was Bjork oh yeah and she was oh like yes 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 main artist that I admired awesome. throughout my writing I always had her music on when I was writing I was just so intrigued and interested by her because she was so different and didn't mind she was like in her own field and i love bjork i think she's just incredible yeah you can really go uh deep with bjork and like you know you you can listen to frank zappa's um lyrics which are absolutely brilliant might and i add uh, uh, you know and his guitaring but different um again for bjork because you can just shut your eyes and you know go somewhere with her and she's just got a unique voice, um, like Amy Winehouse did have a unique voice. Um, but Bjork, yeah. Most and we, we probably could all agree a little bit before their time. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit before their time. And then in Amy Winehouse, though, she went back and forth because, you know, a uh, little bit of music that she did was, uh, if I'm correct, wasn't it Tony Bennett? Yes, she did a song with Tony Bennett, Baldy yes. and Paul. Uh, right. Uh, also, it was her dad's favorite song, Mitch's favorite song. That's why she covered it. Also, listening to reggae as well, because okay. reggae is the same thing. And uh, the Green Sleeves label from London, and uh, a lot of their sort of artists on that that record label. Um, idols right now. Uh, idols We're again. We're obsessed with the idols right now. They are <laughs> amazing. Cannot wait to see them. Love them. Um, me as well like um, again I found this band through the idols and um, because Joe did a song with them Larry Pink the human love okay them too. they're really different and doing their own thing I love them too but yeah that was the music really loads of different variety of all sorts I always listen to what Dave plays me like <laughs> Dave has recently started playing me um, a little bit of like DJ music haven't you like um, different variations of like techno and all sorts, haven't you? Well, that I've started listening to in the car. <laughs> yeah, a lot of um, London producers that I know. Um, can I name them? Uh, Chris Liberator, yeah. Dave the Drummer, um, Marky G. I like. Yeah, uh, I mean, all those sort of things give you a, a, a different slant and um, like on feelings. And uh, she's um, she wants to she wants me to uh, teach her. To, I want to learn to so DJ bad. properly. Um, <laughs> The decks and vinyl here so that's really good so something's really positive's come out of that playing her sort of techno okay so the music has set a different mode and a different mood yeah, uh sure. whenever you you've been writing sure <laughs> now dave one thing that we did talk about uh outside of this podcast uh your proofreading can you okay. tell the audience a little bit about that proofreading <laughs> yeah with with your glasses <laughs> Really difficult because I, I hadn't read the book really um, in all the time that she was writing it. Um, I mean, yeah, I knew she was getting on with it. I was just making sure um, every month, like you know, how you doing, you know, and if if she was having, if she was struggling, um, uh, then she would tell me about it. And I mean, there was a time when she got rid of at least thirty thousand words 
Woo! Which is a big chunk of the book. I mean, the book probably would have been thicker, um, but because um, because I've sort of like I, I've sort of said to her, you know, um, it's rather quality than quantity is is one thing, you know. Yes. So, um, so yeah, she she edited it herself really first and got rid of stuff that she wasn't happy with, which um, which is a good start and uh, rewrote certain chapters and um uh, and all for the better um so yeah then eventually only uh, a couple of months ago i suppose now or a month ago mm, yeah about about month, um January. i read i read the book uh, i read a finished sort of uh promo article uh, a promo book all the way through it took me uh I did it in a week. You did it in a week and then you read it And twice. then straight after she wanted me to edit it. So I had to read it <laughs> twice in two weeks. And uh, yeah, I was pretty sort of like exhausted by the two weeks um, because I'd, I'd read it and then I'd, I'd read it again uh, in a short space of time going over um, how it was... how My grammar and everything. Yeah, the grammar, grammar, everything, you know, full stops, you know, commas. Uh, and it was a very detailed... Um, uh, Process. Yeah, it, was, it, it was quite... I was quite um, tired by the time that I read it. Not to say that, that it tired me out, but it's just the fact that you've got to be really on the ball. And yeah, I... You know, I've probably still missed a couple of things um, because I've never edited before as well. So this was a big test for me as well. Um, uh, um, you know, my eyesight's not that good, so I had to really concentrate. And I could only do that after, um, uh, you know, three days I, I work. So I come home from work and I'm pretty tired. So not all the time, you know, I felt like I... I but I, I thought, right, I'll do a chapter tonight or I'll do, you know... Um, however much like I could in one night you know and it was always at night you know yeah it was a big test for me as well because I'd never done that before for anyone but now you have a new title you're an editor <laughs> I don't know I don't know about that I mean, I, thank, you for, thank you for giving me that title you know um it's, it's, <laughs> you've got many titles babe <laughs> many many titles so he edited that now Laura when you got to the complete finished product of your book, I'm talking about you were done. Dave went in and proofread it. And before you um, submitted it back uh, to KDP or anything, um, what did you do when you finished? Like, did you get yourself like a, a snack or anything? Or did you praise or did you dance around? What did you do when you finished this book? I cried first, I remember. You sent me a message. I remember I, I cried first. Dave was at work. And I, I cried because I think because the ending as well was so special to us for so many different reasons and, you know, how far we'd come. And it was just like, like I say, I had to re relive everything. So I, I just cried with, you know, I finished it and it was like the emotional strain had just gone. And it was like, oh, I've wanted to do this for so long and it's finished. And then I text Dave straight away because you were at work. 
and I told Dave and then I found my mom and she was like really excited and I told Jenny and she was so excited and everyone was just like Jenny said to me the day um I was about to upload the book she's like I'm on standby <laughs> like on mm. whatsapp she's like I'm on standby because she was telling me like what I had to do what formats I had to do like really breaking it down making it really easy for me um so it was just like I, I'd done it and I don't know just overwhelming with happiness and of course our Instagram followers they've been with us this whole time and I've been on lives and stories telling them little updates and then telling them that I'd finished and the response back and how overwhelming it was like so many lovely messages from people just saying congratulations you know it was it was a very happy time for us really really wasn't (laughs) we were like on like cloud nine like really was amazing yeah because it's about a year and a half it took really yeah it? it took a long time and you know it it, t- it pays off you put loads of effort in it pays off and um you know I think the the main thing was that I wasn't trying to be it's like I tell people now and um, when I get asked about it it's like I'm not trying to be this best-selling professional author I'm not trying to do that I'm just trying to share my story and spread awareness to something that you know is a stigma negative topic that people like to you know send horribleness to and it was something that I wanted to do and turn it into a positive and it's like therapeutic for me because I get to turn you know depression anxiety into something that you know is strength and you know happiness for me what I loved about it it um reading it the second time um is is how many emotions it pulls you through and okay and there's all sorts of emotions and I felt a real roller coaster ride for emotions and like for instance the way she, that she um uh wrote about my my father my dad um uh was just it nearly made me cry because she wrote it so beautifully and uh, a credit to her um for putting it in such a, a way that that you know it nearly made, made me well up you know and then yeah. Also, um, the way that the end of the book, uh, you know, the the, the, the last, play on lyrics, the last the, the last three um, chapters, really sort of like they they take you up and they like and they take you somewhere, and and like it at the ends when we went to Reading and uh, you know the the experiences that that we had. Um, and the way she writes about it you know it's just I I think it's just brilliantly written because of the emotions that you you can't put the book down you know once you get (laughs) once you get halfway it's like wow you know this is going somewhere and it does it literally like takes off you know and it really does pull you from like your insides out and your outsides in (laughs) okay I, I like that I like that a lot now, here comes the hard question, and this is the one that sometimes authors, like, I'll ask this question before I put them on the air with me, but I didn't do this with you guys. What is life like after the book? Because you took so much time. It's almost like that labor of love. It, it was part of your life. What is it like not having that now? Not having that, you, you know, not saying it's a hobby, but having something inside your house that you were doing constantly, and, and you were doing it uh, apart and together. But what is it like to know, like, that that is not happening anymore? How, what do you what do y'all do to fill that void now because that book took a lot of time uh from both of you guys relief definitely relief 
you know, I feel refreshed. Like I said, it because I it was very I found it very therapeutic when I was you know writing about mental health and the stigma and you know how I came through it and all the different like I say all the different emotions. I felt refreshed and I feel a lot stronger now myself. It is weird not sitting at the laptop and you know thinking of ideas and you know playing with like characteristics of people and you know for example trees and you know things like that weather and it's weird not having that you know to sit down and write about it um but I mean I'm I'm on to the next you know what what is my next project going to be I have no idea you know I've I've got lots of ideas of things that I I would like to do um I I don't know it's it's very it's very strange it's like I'm I look at my laptop and I'm like disassociated because I don't have my book to write now (laughs) (laughs) very strange um but yeah I feel refreshed and it was it was amazing to be able to write it I suppose it's similar to for like some producer musician writing a piece and then mixing it and you know getting it produced and going over it and making sure everything's right and then in the end you know you got your vinyl record maybe sort of released and it's a little bit like that I suppose yes it still doesn't feel real in a way it still doesn't feel real like when people send me I've had a few people like my friend Natasha for example I met her on Instagram we haven't met and Natasha and her partner Ben they sent me this beautiful card um and I get so emotional because I didn't expect it and it came through the post and they sent me this congratulations card for my book and I've got that in the front room and then to have all these lovely like you know Instagram stories people tag me in oh look I've got your book I'm you know I'm reading it when I'm having my coffee or I'm you know I'm reading it on my like college break or whatever like my friend Becca does she reads it in between college and nighttime and now her partner's reading it Mark like (laughs) it's so lovely to like see that people are really loving it and enjoying it and taking different things from it too and the feedback so far has been really lovely it's been really overwhelming um I never expected so much love and kindness from people because you know we have had a lot of negativity online so it's nice to just have so much positive now that's come out of something and yeah it's really refreshing it is lovely hearing people enjoying the book and um enjoying the read and telling telling um laura about it and um it makes it all the worthwhile all the good positive feedback really makes it worthwhile and and i'm glad that that's happened for you guys and i'm glad that you were able to work together on this but there's one important thing that we got me to do guys um we need a plug where everybody can get this book because you will uh, be amazed. And me and you all, uh, I, I consider you guys friends of mine. We talk about advertisement and different things like that. You, you never, you never understand that. You know, we put things out there on Instagram story, on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere on the earth. Even my favorite place, Snapchat. Some people still miss it. So, could you guys plug where the books are at? What book is available right now? And the release date for the kindle edition okay girl love that (laughs) right drum roll please go get them go get them so everlong is available on amazon and kindle the paperback version is 14 pounds and the kindle edition is seven pounds you can purchase the paperback version now on amazon so um, the link is currently in our Instagram bio as well as on Amazon categories. So I'll get to that in a second. So if you want to go the easy route to find it, 
go on our Instagram, which is at lauramarie.davidoliver. That's lauramarie.davidoliver. Click on our link tree account in our bio. It's the top link. As you click on that, it directs you straight to the Amazon page where you can purchase. Or if you want to shop by category, my book can be found in the love and romance section and of course erotic. If you want to purchase the Kindle edition, click on the same link and change the format, obviously, to Kindle. That one is on pre-order and will be released on Valentine's Day, February 14th this year. Oh, wow. All right. And another thing, audience, this podcast will be coming out February 6th. Um, I will be asking uh, Laura and David to do something special afterwards after we're done with this podcast. And this, the next thing that we'll do will actually be up today, uh, January 22nd. Um, so... Once again, uh, Lauren, David, I want to thank you guys for being on West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, your story, your life, your love, that's inspiring for everyone. Um, is there anything that you guys want to let the audience know um, going into the future? Just anything. If, so, if Dave, you have something going on on your end, or Laura, if you just have like a special bit that you have going on. First of all, I just want to say thank you to all our new followers that we've gained through this podcast. Um, you know, I can't put into words how grateful me and Dave both are. It's It's been a roller coaster, and thank you so much for supporting us. Um, you know, Dave's still doing his IGTVs. You've got... He's it's already doing, getting better. <laughs> he's doing two episodes now a month, so one goes out on the 12th and one goes out on the 25th. And, you know, if you guys like your music, your vinyl junkies like Dave, and you want to go check that out, that's on our Instagram too. Um, yeah, just thank you for your support, your time. We love being on this podcast. We really love this show. Um, it's been it's been lovely being here and... Does that H, should we say love and love? H3. <laughs> we, <laughs> we love H3. We really want to go on that podcast with peace and love. We want to go on that podcast with, <laughs> with peace, peace and love. love. All right. Podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All, right. Ethan and Hila. All right. Well, thank you once again, guys, for being on the podcast, okay? Oh, thank cheers, you bro. so much for having it's us on. L- lovely always talking to you. All right. You too.